Hello, sister friend. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Watching Up, where much like Kendall Roy, we're teetering on the edge. Um, we're defeated to no end. <laughs> I'm your host with the least, Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And this is the podcast where we discuss all things pop culture and television and music and movies. And each week we assign each other a movie to watch and we discuss it. And it's super fun. So we're glad you're here. Um, what you been up to this week, sis? Oh, well, this past weekend was a holiday weekend. And I guess it broke me or something because I'm so tired today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, Let's see. Our parents came to visit me mm-hmm. in Austin over the weekend. So um, we just hung out. We did some activities. I thought we you were going to say on- we did some Molly. <laughs> we did some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could use some Molly right now. <laughs> um, we like went for a hike. We went bowling. Who won? And... Uh, Mod. Well, no, actually, Fod won. We played two games, and Fod won both games, but I ended up with the highest overall score. So, <laughs> what? How did that work? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, one, don't you must have had a questions. really low score, <laughs> and one, you must know that doesn't work. I don't know how that works. Don't ask me these questions. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. I love I like bowling. I'm extremely inconsistent, but it just makes the strikes that much more satisfying. I don't I don't really like bowling that much. I'll do it. I'm bad at it? No, I mean I'm fine. I'm kind of like you. Like I'll get a strike and then I'll get a gutter ball. But I just I don't know. It's not my favorite activity. I like it a lot, actually, especially this bowling lane down the road from me is just very much like old school. Like it doesn't have Mm -hmm. any of the like fancy frills that bowling alleys have nowadays. And I kind of like that about it. It has like cheap drinks, cheap food. The food is actually good. It's like a, a local Austin barbecue place that has a location inside of this bowling alley so it's like good it sounds fun um yeah so i just like activities where you can like sit around and drink and then occasionally get up and do the thing and then (laughs) go back back down sit back down yeah um but yeah it was fun we ate a bunch i got my hair colored um with mom and fox yeah, I dropped them off and they I told them to entertain themselves at this <laughs> like uh uh like a coffee shop down the road. Oh. I was only gone for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> then we could I walked to meet up with them. But yeah, other than that, just watching some TV. We watched a few movies and that's pretty much it. What have you been up to? Um, not too much. I had some people over last week to watch Vanderpump Rules Reunion, and that was fun. And then for the long weekend, we went, Friday we went to a movie, Saturday we like deep cleaned the house, and I went to my friend's house in the afternoon to like lay by the pool for a little bit. And then Sunday, we watched 
some movies and I did a little more planning for our Europe trip. And then Monday, my friend had a bunch of us over for pool day um, party. So I don't know why I can't think of pool party and pool day. (laughs) And um, yeah. And then obviously succession finale was Sunday night. So I was... Obviously. I was a little bit... Preoccupied. Yeah. I had to be uh, strategic with watching succession since our parents were here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't think they would... Uh, enjoy the show so no I was like once y'all go to bed I will be immediately running to the couch to my watch our, it. our dad would be appalled at the amount of effort <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even be able to comprehend how much they say fuck <laughs> on that show um that's funny yeah yeah so succession was Honestly, the real reason for the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Everybody <laughs> needed Monday off to recover. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So I guess we can d- jump into it because I don't really have any cool other cool stories. Um, Me either. <laughs> yeah, so let's discuss the finale of Succession with open eyes. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. With open eyes eyes wonder what why do you think it was called that i think they use i think every season's finale uses like a lyric to this song i don't know if that's still consistent but i never looked into it but i remember somebody saying that okay um so maybe that's the deal so how do you want to talk about it do you want to go through the whole episode or do you want to like discuss overall your feelings (sighs) first or it's so hard to there's so much that happened it was a 90 minute episode yeah um so basically a movie i really (laughs) enjoyed it overall like i thought it was a really good episode and like i felt like i was on a roller coaster there were so many twists and turns yeah like i really did think that like at any given point when i was watching it i thought something else was gonna happen and then yeah yeah kept going I thought it was a really really good finale and I it's not easy to like end a show especially one that has as much like discourse around it as Succession did Mm -hmm. and I thought that they they did it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah no kudos to them for sure I think they wrapped it up nicely and I think it was a good place to end it but okay so I guess we can just talk through it okay so the episode opens um, where we're kind of expecting this to be kind of a Shiv versus Kendall um, battle royale for Showdown. the for the top spot. Um, so we see Kendall with his advisors, and they're pretty much telling him like, "You're not going to get the votes in the board meeting. Like, there's not He's really. Like, yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, there's not really a path." to victory here at this point and it's the day before and um then they jump over to Shiv and Madsen who are kind of discussing like he's kind of being very cryptic with her but she's not really picking up on it which kind of frustrated me a lot yeah um I'm just like Shiv like you gotta be like more perceptive if you're gonna like be able to like he was he was acting very like distant and 
uninterested mm-hmm. basically in what she was saying. You could kind of see, I mean, obviously later on we find out what was going on, but you can kind of see those wheels turning mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. And she brings up Tom because he's still like freaking out about getting fired. Um and so they kind of discuss him, and she calls him all these terrible things again and basically says he'll suck the biggest dick in the room, which to her sound, seems like it's not a good thing. But I think when Matson heard that, he was like, bingo, that's what I want. That's what he was looking for, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So um, then they find out – they've been kind of like hinting that like where Roman is, they don't even know where he is or – if he's going to like show up at the board meeting. So they find out from their mom that he went to the Caribbean air clear that she invited them to, which I don't even know what mm-hmm. an air, what's an air clear. I guess a clearing the air session. Oh, okay. I thought it was like some sort of like rich person term for like. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. So who knows if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a, when they go on the yacht, it's called this. And when they go to the Caribbean, oh, it's called yeah. this. Like, the I don't air know. clear. Um, but they find out that he's there. And then kind of like without any hesitation, they're like, okay, I guess I'm going to Barbados today. Which right. I'm like, Kendall, did you not remember when you missed the board meeting because you were stuck in traffic that one time? Like, they just don't even like think about logistics of like, what if we can't get back from yeah. another country in time by tomorrow? Yeah. I guess it's like from Shiv's perspective, she was like, he's leaning towards Kendall's side so I need to go there and like get him onto my side mm-hmm. and then Kendall when he found out that Shiv was already there was like well I can't just stand idly by and let her like manipulate him or whatever so yeah for he sure also had to go it just like I'm just saying if it was me I would be like I can't go to the Caribbean today we have a board <laughs> meeting tomorrow <laughs> like <laughs> I know but that's just things that aren't problems for billionaires I guess and then when they get there I was laughing because Roman literally looked like a seven-year-old like cartoon character (laughs) like the way he was dressed yeah and his hair was like all mussed up they found out I saw on Twitter they found that shirt he was wearing it's from Walmart boys section a little boys section yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know I was like damn that just proves my theory that they meant for him to be dressed like a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> With his, like, long-ass swim trunks. And he said that Peter <laughs> had to do his eye drops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom talked about how she hates eyeballs, which none of them yep. really understood. But I was like, I feel like that's a common thing that people don't like, eyeballs. Like eye stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, he still got some wounds from walking into the middle of a kind of violent protest <laughs> mm-hmm. the day before so yeah he's he's not doing well um mentally or emotionally <laughs> or physically or physically <laughs> um yeah so this whole like sequence in Barbados was I loved um me too oh. <laughs> yeah it was one of those like rare scenes we get where we get to see them being like nice to each other and like have sibling banter and um 
Yeah, it was just nice. But I knew I was like, okay, we have 45 minutes left. This is not going to end well. Um, So it was kind of like the last hurrah. But basically, they're all there. They find out from Greg that Matson is talking to Tom. Um, They find out that Matson is not planning on letting Shiv be CEO. Right, exactly. But he crucially doesn't know that tom was the one right who they want yeah and that's what gets him in trouble so yeah while they're in the caribbean madsen and tom have this really weird dinner slash drinks (laughs) (laughs) um where madsen's basically like i don't want shiv to be ceo like one i don't really think she'll like be very manipulative or I'll be able to manipulate her very well. Mm-hmm. And two, I want to have sex with her, which is such a weird thing to say to somebody's husband. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was the test, I think. Yeah, he was for he was sure like, What can I him. do to this guy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or like, how far can I take it with this guy without him like right crumbling or whatever right and tom took it in stride and so he was like okay you're the right (laughs) as he's want to do yeah so yeah i have thoughts about this i know a lot of people like there was a lot of discourse on the internet (laughs) about everything in this episode in the whole series which i was basically immediately exhausted as soon as I logged on my to Twitter eyes were afterwards, bleeding. I was like, I can't, I like liked a couple of tweets and then I was like, I have to log off now because there's too much going on. People, I think we're not watching the same show, but um, yeah, it was in, interesting to say the least. But I will say in the whole like Tom loyalty to Shiv um, part of the debate, like people I think were like so shocked that he didn't. I guess, stand up for her in that moment Mm -hmm. where I saw some people and I'll, to that, I'll just say that basically she taught him how to do that, how to Mm -hmm. not care about your partner 101. So, um, I didn't, I wasn't really surprised by that at all. I wasn't either. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of weird that people were, it's not the first time he's done it and it probably won't be the last. <laughs> yeah, and she was like willing to send him to jail. She was willing for right, him to exactly. get fired at any moment. Yeah. Like everybody was in it for their own selfish desires and to get like theirs. So I don't right. think there was definitely a point in the show, like early in the show, where that would have been like where he was kind of like doing whatever she said and mm-hmm. like whatever, whatever. But that was that changed a long time ago, mm-hmm. I feel like. And especially because they had that conversation, like, when she got on the plane where she was basically like, do you want to, like, make this work? Right. And he was like, I don't know. And you could tell, like, in that moment that he really, like, doesn't trust her, doesn't really think that their, like, relationship on, like, that level that it was before is going to work on the same level of, like, we love each other type relationship but he knows that it can be like something beneficial for both of them at the end of the day exactly um and it's another like just kind of the these tables have turned between the two mm -hmm. of them like earlier on in the show he would have been the one on the phone being like can we make this right and she would have been the one being like i'm i don't know right and now that whole transfer of power has, like, started to evolve. Yeah. Um, um, 
And then I also saw some people saying that, like, they thought that Madsen knew all along that he was going to choose Tom. And I don't think that's the case either. Like, I really think that day he was, like, looking at that cartoon that in the, like, New York or whatever, where it had her pulling the puppet strings. He didn't like that. And then he heard her say that Tom would suck the biggest stick in the room. And he was like, okay, right. That's something I can work with. Yeah. So I don't think it was like this huge premeditated, I'm going to get close to Shiv to like get Tom in this position. I don't think that was. Yeah. I never like have gotten that vibe before. It might, it might be something I would need to like look for on a rewatch or something, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. So anyways, they hear Greg is kind of like eavesdropping and uses his like Swedish translation app to see that they're talking about like Shiv not being CEO basically once the deal goes through and he tells immediately goes and tells um, Kendall, which I also don't really understand why it seems like maybe he's just sick of like Tom's bullshit, but it seems like this whole time he's kind of been leaning towards like Kendall's side, Kendall and mm-hmm. Roman at least. And I just don't yeah. really understand why, but right. um, he, he has this thing where he is able to get the information that people need, but he doesn't really know how to utilize it in the right way. He tries to be like, if I give this to you, you have to give me something, but he never like has a thing. Right. <laughs> like, he's You're just, just like, like give you me have something good. to know what you want and you have to yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, okay, I'll give you something good. Just tell me. And he's like, cool. Like, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. And we find out that uh, Tom, I mean, Greg makes $200,000 a year, which I thought was funny to like learn. Give me that job. Well, like, just to have like a salary, like, out of all of them, I I was like, that's hilarious. And it just also puts in to perspective like how much everyone else probably makes like you can just imagine if he's the assistant and he's making 200k it's like oh my god how much is tom making or like well honestly i was like they probably could pay him more if they wanted to so like i was like 200,000 i mean that's a great salary don't get me wrong obviously i would love to make that but i'm like they could probably pay him 500,000 and it wouldn't like make yeah, a difference for sure. so they're like you well, can all like, the other assistants on this and be okay <laughs> like here you go so that's he hilarious. He also didn't, like, Kendall give him the apartment he lives right. in, so, like, he doesn't even pay rent right. or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> so it's just so funny. I just thought that was funny to, like, throw in there because this whole, like, show, they haven't really been specific about anything like that. Um, yeah. He's, like, the highest paid assistant in the history of the world is what Tom says or something. Yeah. Um, All the other assistants are, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no wonder Jess quit. <laughs> yeah, Jess probably made, like, 75K or something. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, so back in the Caribbean, they're, like, telling Shiv, like, okay, like, you're getting screwed over. Like, here's your last chance to, like, come over to our side and we can, like, make something happen. And she kind of quickly realizes that they're not lying and, like, she is getting screwed over for the millionth time. Literally. (laughs) Flop city, bitch. (laughs) Um, The life of being a woman. (laughs) Being Shiv, for sure. Um... So they basically are like in the power struggle and Kendall's like, I'm the only one that makes sense. Y'all have to like, let me do this or else I'm going to die basically. 
and they're like they like decide to let him do it um and then they have the cute kitchen scene that everybody likes okay meal fit for a king was the apex of my life (laughs) it was so as far as i'm concerned the show ended there (laughs) um I like the real end of the show, but I really loved that scene. Like, you could just tell. And, like, I sent you after, like, they showed that that was, like, the last scene that they shot in the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I could just tell because I just felt like all of them were being very, like. Themselves. Yeah. Themselves. Not, like, their characters. But it was really cute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It was very cute. I loved that. Very much, like. Probably very little, like, scripting <laughs> in that mm-hmm. scene and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, a good – with the knowledge that they shot it last, it's, like, a, a good send-off for them. Yeah, yeah. I really liked knowing that little factoid. Um, and then – so next morning rolls around. They head back to New York for the board meeting. And that was the last t- that was the last scene of the mom who mm-hmm. kind of was very consistent throughout the show. Yeah. I feel like she didn't really care what was going on in the company. She just she didn't really care on any kind of deep motherly level about the well-being of her kids. She I think loves them on some level, but she just kind of like was happy with how her separate life is going and yeah, isn't yeah. really too concerned. She's like, she's like, I just hope you all can find like, uh, I, I don't know, like be, I hope you all can like come together in the end as siblings and like love each other, but she's not going to actually do anything to like make sure that right. happens or like to you help You can them. tell that she did never really had like a huge impact on who they are. She just kind of was yeah. there. Um, <laughs> she's like best wishes to y'all <laughs> yeah so there's that and then okay back to the board meeting um they show up was it when did she talk to tom oh so they they went to the dad's apartment that's right they go to the apartment where we get our last scene with king connor no. And Connor and Willa and the real winners of the show. Seriously, like <laughs> Willa Willa won. Willa won. Hands down. She's getting her <laughs> New York City penthouse. She's got her Calfrit couch on the way. Her husband's about <laughs> to be in Slovenia for an uh, undisclosed amount of time. She won. She's got her play in eight months, in six to eight months. <laughs> yes. Mark your calendars. She's doing it. She's doing the dad thing. <laughs> yeah. So they have this really funny. He, Connor gets this really funny monologue about the putting the stickers on the items that you covet, and yeah, they never do that. Which I was like, damn, I would have been putting stickers. I would have been sticking. <laughs> And then they see this um, video, a recent video of, like, everybody at dinner at uh, Logan's house, and they're doing kind of like a little limerick game and singing songs and just being kind of, like, carefree. It was so Mm -hmm. interesting that it was almost like they never got to experience that side of him because he didn't really respect them as business people like it was like all Mm -hmm. the people like all of his henchmen basically there that the people that he actually like spent the most time with and like enjoyed and like knew he he had faith in their like abilities as like 
parts of his company, basically. And Connor was there too. Yeah. But I think Connor, out of all the kids, never really expected anything. And maybe that's yeah. what he like. I think that's the other part of respected it. about him was like Connor like knows his place <laughs> and knows yeah. he doesn't need to be CEO of Waystar, basically. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely that he didn't respect them, but it's also that they had no interest in being around him unless they were, like, talking shop or, like, right. trying to... Talking about what they know, deserve whatever. or what they should have or, like... What they should have or what they want or, like, how they're trying to get there and, like, all of that kind of stuff. And, like, Con- like you said, Connor got to spend time with him because he wasn't, you know, he didn't always have an ulterior motive mm-hmm. when he was around him. That was probably my one of my, like, three favorite parts of this episode in addition to Meal Fit for a King. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were all like pretty emotional watching that, and that made a lot of sense because they were like, "Why? Why didn't we ever get to see this side of right. him?" Basically, or like, "What were we doing instead of like being there like we should have been?" Exactly. Um, yeah, and it was just funny to see like everyone just like had their phones out like old people like <laughs> you could see jerry like recording on her phone she was like i'm getting it i'm getting it like just like regular old old people yeah. hanging it was out cute. I, I liked that scene i mean not saying like i think logan's a saint or anything but obviously all of these characters have a lot of layers yeah and i thought that was a nice way like that was a nice last way to see him at least on the show when we didn't really see his death or anything like that Definitely. Um, And then, so then Shiv and Tom talk and Tom like actually tells her that Madsen is choosing him as CEO, is going to name him as CEO basically. So she gets really upset about that, which I thought was like an interesting move. I didn't know. I guess he's like, you're going to find out anyways, but obviously that activated her on some level. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he should have done that, if that was the right move, but obviously in the end it was. But um, yeah. And it's, it's, I guess, necessary for the story mm-hmm. <laughs> that we see unfold in the boardroom right. and stuff. So we get to the board meeting. And well, first we get to back into Logan's office. And Stewie shows up, who everyone loves freaking Stewie. I love Stewie. (laughs) He's very unbothered and always kind of just like, whatever, like, (laughs) I might choose this way and I might choose this way. Like, convince me. He's always been the same. Like, he's always been who he is. Right. And we have to respect that. (laughs) And, like, the attitude of, like, either way, I'm I'm still going to be filthy rich, like, I feel like some of these people have kind of like lost the 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 goal or the the line of like reality yeah. of like it's not like either way like your life will go on and you're never gonna have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing that most people stress about in their lives, you're not gonna have to worry about it, right? Um, so that's just kind of like his whole vibe and then uh Kendall sits in Logan's seat and I think that I don't think that um Shiv liked that very much it's when it it's when things turned for Shiv yeah I think both of the kids I mean Roman and Shiv I think both had emotional reactions to that I think Shiv got mad and Roman kind of felt defeated um and then Roman and Kendall had that 
hug, that really aggressive hug. I know. That was crazy. <laughs> I didn't really oh. – I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I th- That's how I was at first, but I think – well, my, like, uh, my understanding of it, like, in the moment is that he kept saying, like, like my face looks fine and I'm going to be in there and I'm not going to be getting – the top position. I think he was like, he was like needing some sort of like physical evidence of like why he wasn't going to be CEO, Mm. if that makes sense. And so, and also it's like his kind of unhealthy relationship with like pain being hurt and pain. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like a amalgamation of that. And Kendall knew that. And so I think it was a little bit of both like Kendall pushing his head in and also him like, trying to like feel something Mm -hmm. but it was crazy I was like what I was very uncomfortable (laughs) this is wild (laughs) I know and then Kendall like kissing him on the head while he was doing it I was like this is scary (laughs) yeah it was kind of like Kendall trying to be I guess what Logan was to Roman right he was like a little abused puppy right um so that happened and then (laughs) we go into the board meeting and Roman's like literally bleeding and (laughs) they like start the board meeting and Frank's like we like the deal we're like gonna vote the deal through but Kendall has like something to say and then Kendall just gets up and literally the same old shit like they're never prepared (laughs) for any like anything to make their reasoning for killing the deal is because Kendall wants to be CEO. Mm-hmm. You have to go in there with like a presentation <laughs> of like why this is a bad deal, why you should be CEO, yeah. like w- what like what would make people want to like give this to you besides the fact that right. you think it's your birthright. It's your birthright, yeah. And like they just don't understand that like <laughs> they think everything is decided by the siblings having an argument and choosing somebody. And like, you have to like, the fact that you have to like put together a presentation deck or something like that, like anything actually business related, they just like skip that part. And he's like, so I don't really need to go over anything else. I think we should just vote on it. And I'm just like, yeah. are you freaking serious? <laughs> like, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And um, so they go around. It's like six to six. And then they get to Shiv and she is like not. I need a moment. She needs a moment. (laughs) And then they go into another conference room fully in view of everybody else in the other conference room and have the wildest seven minute scene. (laughs) i've ever seen my My face was melting (laughs) and my other top top three like the third of my top three scenes (laughs) in this episode and what made it so much better was that you know that everybody in the other room is hearing and watching yes what they're doing in there these fucking idiots Trying to yell yell about, I'm the eldest boy. It gives me so much secondhand embarrassment. Like, I cannot. (laughs) So basically, she's like, basically, she her reasoning or that she tells him is that like she can't she can't go through her life knowing (laughs) that he Mm -hmm. has the dad's job. And that she's like, I love you, but I can't stomach you. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, fair. Like, I probably wouldn't want to watch that either. Absolutely not. (laughs) And also just like 
now that she knows that it's going to be Tom, like she's weighing her options and mm-hmm. she's choosing the lesser of two evils by her so perspective. One thing I wasn't sure of in that moment either was, do you think that was truly a split second decision or do you think her and Tom had another conversation before going into the board meeting? I kind of, after like reading what people have been saying on Twitter and stuff, I feel like I've been convinced that they talked I think so before too. because of the Carolina thing specifically. Yeah, that's what that's what convinced me too. Yeah, because why else would they put that specific part in there unless it was to tell us that they had talked and what tell them what you're talking about? Yeah. So we see Shiv when they first the three siblings first get to the office. Shiv is going into her office and Carolina stops her like and says like congratulations. I'm excited to like see a change in the culture here and everything like that. And then she says specifically getting rid of Hugo. Like she's trying to put a bug in her ear to make her the main, um, I guess, comms person Mm -hmm. and get rid of Hugo. And then later on at the, pretty much at the end of the episode, we see Tom walk in after kind of being crowned like CEO and Hugo walks up to him to congratulate him. And Tom is very kind of just like, Thank you, but where's Carolina? Basically, like, yeah. with in so many words, telling him that he's out and Carolina's in. Right. <laughs> so, so either either Carolina was playing both sides, like knowing she didn't really know what was going to happen in the board meeting and saying that to Shiv and saying that to Tom, um, or Shiv and Tom like talked, talked before, yeah, and she mentioned it to him. So, yeah, so I could see I it either way, I but it either I way. kind of think, yeah, I kind of think they talked. I kind of think. With the amount of anger she had towards him, like immediately finding out that he was going to be named CEO if Madsen won, um, it seems like there had to have been another discussion to like make her change her mind to me. Right. Um, But also she could have just like been reasoning in her head and being like, either I can watch my brother do this job that I want and not really have any say because I know he doesn't listen to me or I can let Tom do it but kind of be like the neck that turns the king's crown or whatever like I've been doing right. to him this whole time um I would think though like I just would think that she would need to be certain about them staying together that's true like she didn't have But also she's pregnant so it's right like, she you know. didn't have a definite answer about that but yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, back to the conference room. They're yelling at each other. They're saying the most horrific things to each other. <laughs> Everybody can hear. Um, Kendall yells, but I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> it son- was literally like you could have put three like 12 year olds in there and it would have been the same. Scene. I heard somebody like-, <laughs> like compare it to when... Um, when uh, Shiv was talking at the funeral about them like playing outside of his office and having to be like quiet. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is such a good like parallel because they're literally not serious and they don't know what they're yeah. doing. And <laughs> I honestly loved how at one at, at one point Roman just like I think it clicks for him and he's like, this is bullshit. We are bullshit. Like, Fuck you. Yeah. Like none of this makes any sense that we should be even like in the in the room in these meetings, much less like mm-hmm. thinking we can run this shit. And like yeah. he, it's like this is what happens when no one's there to tell them to like shut the fuck up. No one's there to be like silence. Right. And basically, um, 
yeah, I think Shiv's last straw was when Kendall was like, I'm the eldest boy. And she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're literally not one. <laughs> First and of then all. she's like, yeah, this is not this is not serious. This is not real. So um, she goes in and basically does her vote. Well, she also brings up that he killed somebody. Oh, yeah. So I was like, finally, finally, like I <laughs> tweeted the like gif of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. when He like hears <laughs> sees himself on the screen when somebody <laughs> finally brings up the fact that Kendall cannot be CEO because he murdered somebody and that's definitely gonna yeah. come out yeah so um and then um also Roman after after Kendall's like I'm the eldest boy Roman's like well yeah but she's the bloodline and then he explains about Kendall's children and how one of them's adopted yeah. and the other Terrible. one is like a, um, like in vitro and then he like and squeezes then he his eyes pins him <laughs> like I know, Game of that was the other part like in addition to um in addition to the violent hug that they had yeah it just just the noises that Roman was making during those scenes I was like oh this kid is so wounded like obviously he's not a kid but like you could feel his child self it's just like the conversation really just devolved into like chaos and it wasn't making any sense and nobody had any good points to make so it was (laughs) like okay she's done with this she goes back and she like makes her vote without him even being in the room and he walks back in so disheveled (laughs) i cannot even imagine walking back in there after that and like knowing everybody saw and heard you oh my god oh my god (laughs) he's just like so so uh where are we where are we at (laughs) like (laughs) it's done you were selling like you're you're not running this company son (laughs) yeah um so then we get the scene where Tom walks in and they do the shot of him from the back, kind of like the shot of Logan in the opening sequence. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say, and I know we like texted about this a little bit, but whenever Kendall like walked out of the room and went to the elevator, I thought he was going to go up <laughs> and be like on the okay, roof. Okay, yeah, I did too. When I, I saw like, him no, press no, no, the no. down arrow, I was like, okay, good. <laughs> so I really think like, obviously they've had undertones of like Kendall being suicidal this whole time, mm-hmm. but I I honestly like the choice of not having it go that way because I just think that would have been way too over the top. And that's just not like I think so. what I the was, show is. Um, in my brain, like as he was walking away, I was like, if he literally like kills himself right now, I will maybe throw up. I would have had such a reaction. I had a vision of like them signing the contract and then him like him flying, falling, yeah. falling in the background. Like <laughs> I, I think I would have just like cried laughing. Like <laughs> I literally was... I was just waiting for it to happen. I was like, no, like, please, no. And so, yeah, I agree. I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm sure they considered it, though. I did hear somebody say, like, they could have, like, had him, instead of being, like, at the water, like, staring at the water, like, had him, like, go up. On the roof, And just, like, not really show us if he did it or not, which I I think that would have been good. But, um, yeah, anyways, they're they're signing the contract. Roman has to sign it because Kendall has vacated the premises. Um, Poor Roman. (laughs) uh, 
which honestly like shows you that he had at that at that point he had just as much power as Kendall did because he could literally sign over the company like that yeah um and he didn't really he realized that he never really wanted to be part of it that's what yeah that's what i was just about to say i was it's like showed that he like yes he had the power to sign it but he was so resistant he was just like i don't want to and that kind of is an encapsulation of probably how he felt the entire like how he really felt on the inside the entire right he was only like competing for it because his dad and his siblings told him that that's what he was supposed to do and he did Mm -hmm. he knew he didn't really want it the whole time yeah um and then tom got what he always wanted he wanted respect it it was such a like a biting like um what do you call it commentary on like just corporate corporate culture and like how these things work because like up until that point everyone thought tom was like an idiot He's a joke. He's never been good at his job. He's never been good at his job. He's never (laughs) proven himself to be capable or charismatic or charismatic or bring any value or any anything of the sort. But as soon as people know that he has that title, all of a sudden they're like bending the knee towards him. Exactly. So I thought that was really, really smart. Um It's funny to look at it like I think the first scene we see of him in this episode is when he's like in the art show and he's can't he literally can't have a conversation right. with Matson. He's like the colors the colors go well. Go well. <laughs> um, and and it's just like see like thinking of that and then knowing how it ends up. It's just like how did we get here? Yeah, which is probably the question on the a lot of people's minds when people get these jobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, out of nowhere. Um and so yeah, it, that was a really good scene. And then he comes and whispers to Shiv, like, meet me in the car or something. And you yeah. can't really tell at that point if she says no or yes. She like kind of did a... She like shakes her head and nods <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, does that a no? She doesn't... She seems like at peace with her decision at that at that point. And yeah. um, then they show the car. Well, they show Roman getting a martini, which was Jerry's drink. I hope they end up together. (laughs) Uh, Someone pointed out on another podcast that Jerry had a husband, which never really No, she was dating that guy. She was... Okay, maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were wrong, but they were like, we've seen Jerry's husband or something. And I'm like, wait, what? I think they were just dating, but I mean, for all I know, That's they could hilarious. have gotten married during the span of the last two seasons. Mm. But well, it's another good point um, we can talk about. But um, but when my, when I finish like the recap, um, so he gets a, mart- a martini at the bar, and he kind of just like seems at peace with everything. Like he's fine. He's, he's fine. gonna be yeah, okay. Yeah, be he's fine. like basically free of like all like because if you think about it, their whole lives are just this one thing. I would be... And now they don't have to talk about it anymore. Because... Like, imagine how freeing that Yeah, would be. like, and he never really wanted it anyway. So, at this point, yeah. I think he's just like, now I can actually, like, maybe live and see what else right. is out there. Um, yeah, I think in the after the episode thing i can't remember who said it it might have been jesse armstrong but they kind of like uh framed it as this whole show was basically just a detour Mm -hmm. on his life like i liked how they described that because it 
yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense for Roman. It's just like trying to win the company was just a detour in like how he's going to live the rest of his life. And when his dad was alive, him like working at the company, he even said at the beginning, he it wasn't anything he ever took seriously. It was just like something right. he, it was an easy way to live because that's all he's ever known. Right. So now he's got two bill in the bank. Or something like that. Um, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Um, Shiv and Tom get in the car, and it's kind of this like scary, <laughs> scary like Godfathery type scene where he just like puts his hand out, and she puts her hand on top of it, and it's kind of like they're together, but it's like a hollow victory. Literally gutted. <laughs> it had me gutted. <laughs> As a shiv girly, I mean, you know, as much as one can be a shiv girly, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> as a tom girly, I was kind of like, I mean, this is what you wanted, buddy. But I, I liked how it was kind of like, it was hollow because he's not going to be making any decisions. He's not going to be like doing anything of any import. He just literally has the title. He's exactly like when they were at the dad's penthouse, she called him an empty suit and that's exactly what he Mm -hmm. is. (laughs) Like, um, And he'd rather be that with the security of the job, money in his pocket and an empty marriage slash relationship than be destitute, which I guess if you're really coming from nothing, I guess that's a choice um, that a lot of people would make. Yeah. But um, so that she will still be, even with Madsen, like I think he still respects her and like wants her input. Well, that's what so, that's what my like whole overview of her decision was because I know a lot of people were like, oh, not the woman always having to be the wife and the mother. Like this is such. No. I didn't really see it that way because. Like, she had two decisions she could make. She made that one. And then, like, what's going to happen is they're going to continue playing this game of power struggle with those Mm -hmm. three people. Like, and it's just going to keep going. Like, it's not the end of the road for her and, like, her quest quest for power. (laughs) Like, you know. I don't even know if I'm convinced that Tom will, like, you know, be hold that position for very long. But, um... But no, like I, I totally agree. Like she, she made it. Like if she's in search of power, like she made the best decision to get that. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just kind of like sh- the appearances will be that she's the wife and the mother, and that's just kind of the cost, I guess, <laughs> of what. Yeah, like she's not gonna get the outward credit for what she's doing. Yeah. Nor should she. <laughs> That's always kind of been the plight of those figures. Yeah. Um, and then last shot of the episode, uh, Kendall's walking through Battery Park with Colin trailing him. And he goes to the water as he's wanting to he do. he always does. <laughs> he goes to the edge of the water and stares out. And he's pretty much, I mean... The irony is he's also still very rich and can do anything he wants to. But he thinks the only thing he's ever been destined to do is run this company. He's lost his family in the process, his kids, his ex-wife. They probably want nothing to do with him. He's lost the respect of everybody he worked with because of that whole uh, 
conference room debacle and <laughs> yeah. he lost the company and he doesn't know where to go from here he'll figure it out fade to black <laughs> feel bad for him he's a billionaire fade to black <laughs> he'll be <Yeah>. fine <laughs> he's uh he's lost the company before it's always i mean it always was gonna be a tragedy Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of the tragic end for kendall um was that he didn't really have a choice in his destiny because his dad put it in his mind that he needed to do this one thing and he just never could accomplish it um and Mm -hmm. kind of lost in a big way and um what are you gonna do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Logan fucked these kids up good. <laughs> For real. Let's not forget the true villain. Yeah. But um and I guess Caroline too, but <laughs> Yeah. At least she acts like she cares a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um so I don't know. Like I really liked how it ended. Um I always knew like it wasn't gonna be like a happy ending. Um yeah. so I thought they did a good job. Like, I think it all made sense dramaturgically. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) And uh, all the performances were great. I think my MVP for this last season was definitely Kieran. Um, Just, I just loved his performances in all the episodes. Yeah, I agree. Um... It was good. I mean, yeah. It was good. I We immediately went back and watched, like, the pilot because I wanted my husband to watch it from the beginning. And it's just – it was crazy to kind of see, like, where they, like, came from. Not even, like, the characters, but, like, Kieran in the first episode was such a different performer than he was by the end of it. Like, he – grew so much like throughout the show Mm -hmm. and just like what he could do um in his performances they all look so young they all look so young season i'm like it's been four years (laughs) how do they look so different yeah but yeah that was fun to do um and then like in the pilot uh roman has a wife and a daughter What? Then they just like disappear like from the show, which I think was a good decision because I don't think he should have had a wife or a daughter. But oh my god, yeah, we were watching and I was like, who are they? (laughs) I do not remember. They didn't have any lines. It's been a few years since I watched the pilot. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah, the the daughter's like six or seven. I'm like, wow. That would have been a different Ugh. character if they had kept them around, I think. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I miss Tabitha. Was that her name? Yeah, I really, really liked that character. I liked her. <laughs> they should have brought her back in some way. Yeah. I thought the last season could have used more Jerry. Um, oh, yeah. Way more. I think more. she could have gotten better send off. But I did see – I heard a good um, kind of – not criticism, but thought around the way the characters in the show kind of the ones that kind of like orbit them, the core characters, like you don't ever get much background on like Frank, Jerry, um, Carl, like any of those characters, because literally they're just at their job. Yeah. (laughs) And when they're done with their job, they go home and probably have families and like, actually have good relationships. And like, literally, these these kids like all they think about eat sleep breathe is this company and trying to get to the top Mm -hmm. and so I I thought that was a really good like thought of just like 
all these people have lives too, but it's happening off screen and they actually are well adjusted and have like boundaries. And I was thinking about it too. And kind of like the way I read it was like, they, like you said, like these people orbit around these characters, but they're the, these kids are only thinking about themselves. So if we're seeing it from Roman's perspective, they had a falling out. So she doesn't matter to him anymore. Mm-hmm. And so why would it matter to us as they're right. like, you as kind the of audience, just see her know? in the background from them from then on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also like none of those characters were ever jockeying like in any real way for the position because they knew like, uh, I can't do anything or prove myself in any right. way to like become a son of or daughter of Logan. So it's like, <laughs> right. why even try? They have these, th- these three giant hurdles to jump over before yeah, they could even think about. They live in the real <laughs> world and they're just kind of like, yeah. either way, as long as I'm getting my paycheck, like it doesn't matter to me, which is a very, like I think mo- what, how most people operate in the world. Um, yeah, so definitely. Um, I know. I, she was one of my favorite characters though. Yeah, Jerry Jerry was great. Um, And Carl. They were all, yeah, (laughs) kind of like the puppets from the Muppets. um, The ones in the... (laughs) The balcony. In in the balcony, yeah, they kind of reminded me of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad it's over, but it had to come to an end at some point. It was such a good show and such good writing and such good commentary, like I said, on... So many things that I feel like are so relevant today and like in this specific time we're in. Mm-hmm. And it'll be nice. I mean, I don't know how much things will change, but it'll, it, it'll be a nice like kind of little time capsule of being like, oh, yeah, I remember when the world was like that. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But yeah, I and I always appreciate when shows like end when they feel like it's right because they could genuinely ke- like keep going like even in what transpired. Yeah, like that could have that could have been a season finale as much as it could have been a series finale. Right. But like at the end of the day, you just keep spinning your wheels and they keep going in the same circles. And it's just like I I love the yeah. choice to be like, no, we've hold enough of the story and we're gonna end it and mm-hmm. we're gonna do something else that's probably gonna be just as good so yeah exactly oh, I hope so <laughs> I don't know how I'm ever gonna like be able to see any of these actors and anything else. I know <laughs> for some reason I feel like Kieran will be in a lot of stuff like I, hope I so. think like I don't think like I know he's Roman but I also I don't think I would be like only he's only Roman I feel like he could be a chameleon I don't know I think Jeremy Strong is just Kendall how did you feel uh watching Armageddon time because I think I watched Armageddon time before I watched Succession I was deep I was in a place where I hadn't watched Succession in a while because I don't think this season had started yet when I watched Armageddon time and I just I didn't feel like his role was that big to where I would be like Oh, that's Kendall. <laughs> but he was not Kendall coded at all in that role. It was very no. different. So I was like, if you, when I, I remember thinking when I was watching it, I was like, if I close my eyes, I would think that's Ray Romano because <laughs> he sounded just like <laughs> that's him. That's funny. <laughs> With the accent he was doing. I'd never seen Shiv in um, anything before. 
Succession. I had never seen that actress, so I loved her. She was amazing. I love her. My my fellow redhead. But yeah, it's probably going to be hard to not see her as Shiv. Um, Yeah, I mean, um, Matthew McFadden is honestly royalty, Mr. Darcy. Yeah, I feel like he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, he already had like he already had like an iconic role, so it's kind of like, and he broke out of that in this, so it's kind of like he can probably break out of it again for his. I do think it's going to be hard for Nicholas Braun to be anything but Greg the Egg. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but also I feel like all of his other roles before this have kind of been the same. Like they've all kind of been Greg coded, awkward and funny and like just tall and awkward um yeah just kind of like a punching bag tall and awkward. <laughs> um yeah and then yeah everybody else i think could go on to other stuff yeah everyone else is pretty much like old enough that they've like you know they're so established that it's kind of like this isn't the only thing we know them for mm-hmm. I think people that had more like fringe roles, but that were like really good, will have a lot of opportunities. Like the girl that played Jess, I felt like was really good. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be Stewie. like Stewie was really good. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, that's Jess. I can only see her as Jess because it was she wasn't like a fully yeah. formed like character. Um, right. But everybody is so good. So applause to everybody involved. <laughs> we really enjoyed your show. Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. Oh, Ruck. love Alan Ruck. <laughs> An icon and a legend. He was, he was <laughs> honestly, he like every single scene he was in, he wasn't in that many this past season, but he just knocked it out of the park. Like, he did. His lines. He just like came in and did the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, his lines were like usually the funniest ones of the episode and he just yeah. like came in made everyone laugh and was done yeah it's like the who like the person in that role didn't have to go so hard but he did that he tilted. for us <laughs> he did that for us <laughs> and so comes um, to unless you have anything else you want to discuss i liked the part where tom and Greg were talking at the end, and he put the sticker on his forehead when he was like, I got that you. That was cute. And then he's like, property of Tom Wamsgans, Even though I'm not fully convinced <laughs> that Tom doesn't basically abuse Greg. Um, <laughs> he he does. does. But obviously Greg's okay with it as long as he can keep his $200,000 Yeah. Um, I mean... Sometimes you just gotta do things. <laughs> I'm sure it's much more than he was making as a mascot. Yeah, exactly. Throwing up out of the we eyeballs. Of- <laughs> um. So yeah, what a wild ride with the Roys. <laughs> what a wild ride. We a will sh- miss them. You know, a show that'll go down in history. Mm-hmm. And I think it definitely like landed the plane. And agreed. Not too much to complain about. There's nothing worse than like a bad finale like or Game like an unsatisfying finale. It's the worst. Yeah, I didn't watch that, so I don't know. If you watch it, just stop at the second to last season. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorites? My favorite finales. Yeah. If you can think of any. So I think like a lot of the ones that people say are like the best of all time I haven't watched. Like I've never seen The Sopranos. I've never seen The Wire. I've never seen um, Six Feet Under. Um, I I mean, I loved Breaking Bad. I thought that was a really good finale. Yeah. Um, 
That was the best one. Boy Meets World. That was a good finale. <laughs> that was a really good finale. I know. Uh, Friends. I always thought the end of Friends was really good and emotional. How does that end? Where, like, uh, Rachel is going on the plane to Paris and then she gets off the plane and Ross oh, goes right, home right, right. to, like, a message from her. Yeah. And then they show the little... They show the little um, peephole thing at the end. <laughs> Seinfeld is iconic. Yeah, Seinfeld <laughs> was good. <laughs> I was like, whenever you were asking, like, what's the funniest ending to Succession? I was like, they pull a Seinfeld and they all end up in jail and Greg runs away with it. <laughs> Literally. Or Ewan runs away with it. The SEC comes in and just arrests them all because apparently the company's. <laughs> Um, illegal or something. It's an illegal company. <laughs> <laughs> or the IRS comes and they haven't paid taxes. And, well, that wouldn't happen. I, um, yeah, they would not face any punishment <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, uh, that's not realistic. So, um, yeah. I thought, I think Tom ending up with the job is one of the funnier things that could happen to them. Yeah. And I was like, so I looked it up after because, as we know, the show is based off of King Lear and um, or like, you know, loose, like, I don't know, certain plot points. I don't know a lot about King Lear. So I looked it up and apparently that's like kind of how it ends. Like it's between one of the sons and the son-in-law, mm-hmm. like the daughter's husband. And so I was like, damn, we should have seen this coming. Well, damn, <laughs> we should have seen some Shakespeare. <laughs> Um, did you see that TikTok of the girl that talked about Tom's name? The baseball guy? Yeah. That was pretty that spot was on. I don't know. I know. I'm guessing the writers had to have like been referencing that because that's such a weird, random last name. Well, today I saw... I saw an interview from one of the executive producers saying that he was like, sorry, it's not true. Uh-oh. Like That wasn't, I guess, on people's minds. But Did, did <laughs> they say sense. that they like, knew how they were going to end it when they started season one? Or was it kind of like evolved over time? I don't know. I didn't read the whole article. I just saw I always like clip. interested in that because I feel like some writers' rooms do it one way and some just kind of go with the flow and then figure it out at the end. Yeah, I would think that they probably knew, but I guess, you know, they could change things based on like reception mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like how audiences are reacting and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, this will be the end of our succession recaps yeah we need to find a new show that we're gonna talk about every no week. who's gonna bring us the next best show right <laughs> this is the challenge to you we gotta end the writer strike first yeah. we gotta get these people fair pay yeah and then we can talk about it agree to their terms so we can have our entertainment do it <laughs> do it i dare you whoever's in charge you. All right. Well, do you want to do a little letterboxed roundup? Sure. It's been a while mm-hmm. since we've done one. Okay. I'll go first. I'm like, where did we even leave off? I'm starting after the farewell because that was the last watching a movie. Okay, I watched. so broke back mountain. Yeah. Well, so I watched like back in April. <laughs> I decided to watch some of Ari Aster's shorts because I'd heard that Bo is Afraid was based or like like 
was kind of like a spinoff of like one of his shorts that he'd made called Bo. So I watched that. <laughs> I watched the three that I watched were Bo, Munchausen, and Say La Vie. Um, I didn't give them any ratings or anything, but um, it was just kind of interesting to see because ne- I don't, I've never seen Hereditary or Midsommar. So you would die. I kind of wanted to. <laughs> if you watched Hereditary, <laughs> like a- you would never sleep again. Oh, I'm not never gonna watch it. <laughs> I still think about that one. Like out of every scary movie, like I still think about that one. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, in my mind. it's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> it would literally probably take over my whole life. <laughs> yes. Um, and then skipping ahead to more recently, I watched Air since it mm-hmm. dropped on Prime, um, and I really liked it. It was yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't see anything to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a movie about a deal, which is kind of always enjoyable. Um, I gave it four stars, and my review was Dire Straits Needle Drop and a 1984 Culture Establishing Montage. You're goddamn right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how it starts. <laughs> and you know, that's all it takes to pull me in. A little mont. A little Monty. Um, a little Monty. And then I watched Rye Lane, which is a British movie that came out this year. Um, it's like a it's like a romantic comedy, and it stars David Johnson and Vivian Opara. And it was really cute. I thought it was really funny. It was on um, maybe Prime. I can't remember. Oh no, it's on Hulu. And I thought it was a solid rom-com it was just kind of in the mood to watch something light Mm -hmm. and it was so i gave it four stars what's it called rye lane r-y-e-l-a-n-e um you should watch it i think you would like it if you want just an easy watch um and then i watched shiva baby which came out in 2020 yeah it stars rachel senate who is also in bodies 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 um, and it's directed by Emma Seligman, and she has another movie coming out this year that also stars Rachel Sennett and Ayo Edabiri. Bottoms, yeah. Bottoms, and it's uh, it looks like it's going to be cute, so I wanted to watch this one. And I really liked it. It was a tight 78 minutes, yeah. which there's nothing I love more than that. <laughs> um, it was funny. I think Rachel Sennett is like a really compelling comical actor i followed her on twitter um, for so long i i mean i didn't even know she was an actress for a long time just because she was funny on twitter oh really one of those people that like i think has a lot of followers on twitter just because they're she's funny say funny stuff and i like and i follow a lot of people where i'm like i don't know what this person does but i follow them because they're funny on twitter right um oh that's cool yeah but sounds like she's got a a partnership with this director, so could be the next Scorsese De Niro. <laughs> um, I gave that four stars. I don't know if I said that. And then so when my parents were when our parents were in town over the weekend, we went and saw About My Father. I've never even heard of that. Which is the new Sebastian Menescalco Robert De Niro. Oh movie. My God. <laughs> I don't like that comedian. It was something. (laughs) (laughs) It was very much like trying to be meet the parents type of thing. Uh Uh-huh. I 
don't really I've never watched any of Sebastian Maniscalco's like comedy or anything but I just know that I I don't like what I've seen of him really like in interviews and stuff on red carpets or whatnot and it was a little cheesy um Anders Holm oh so Carl was in it Carl from Succession oh and I was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) David Rashi he was in it he he literally the first like the first line that he had he said it and then me and Fod looked at each other and we were like uncle bruce because he literally reminded me so much really? of uncle bruce in this movie it was wow. weird yeah if you ever see it i don't know if you will for everyone listening that's our uncle yeah. bruce <laughs> that's their uncle. kim cattrall was in it um it was just so it's like Sebastian Robert De Niro plays Sebastian's dad and they're very much like Italian like Robert De Niro is an immigrant and and they're kind of like working class whatever and then Sebastian Maniscalco's girlfriend is like from this like rich conservative white family mm-hmm. then the the Kim Cattrall character is her mom and she plays like a senator who is like very Fox Newsy type of person um but Sebastian and Robert De Niro go to like meet them, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like you can imagine <laughs> what happens. But it's like, yeah, it, did Fod like it? He said they they both thought it was like a little cheesy. Mom was like, I liked it, but I was like, it was okay. Like, I gave it two and a half no, stars. You didn't, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let me tell you what your opinion Me and Fod are like. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I gave it two and a half and then the next day Fod was like w- looking for movies on my TV You're like, and don't he touch put my on, ev- <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't put on Fox News, I'm good. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, he put on this movie Everest, <laughs> which came out in 2015 <laughs> about this team that's that on Mount Everest is trying to climb <laughs> Mount Everest. <laughs> it has Jason Clark, Josh Brolin, Emily Watson, Sam Worthington, Kira Knightley. It has a pretty good cast. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. Robin Wright. Whoa. It was another one that's just kind of like, it's supposed to be like an inspiring true story about like, and then you have like the pictures of all the real people at the end telling you like how they ended up and um, which, you know, is not always a bad thing, but. In this one, I was just kind of like, okay. You're like, I don't So care. I gave it two and a half stars. <laughs> I don't care where they are now. I was like, you didn't have to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> that was a choice you made. That was your choice. And the, like, I won't give spoilers, whatever. I gave it two and a half stars. Um, that's the last thing we watched. We watched a little bit of The Godfather because it was on, but I didn't, I didn't log that because I didn't watch the whole thing. That's interesting <laughs> because you'll hear why in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so on May 13th, I went to see Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> As it is one of my husband's favorite franchises from the Marvel Universe. Have I seen Volumes 1 and 2? No, I have Ooh, not. I've seen one. um but i did see volume three and i could follow it (laughs) shocking okay um it was it was a it was a nice 
nice night at the movies. I can't tell a lie. Um, I gave it three and a half. I said, have I seen the other movies? No. Did I cry? Yes. <laughs> there were baby animals and I'm only human. Um, uh, see, that's the thing. And skip, I guess, if you don't want spoilers for Guardians. But I kept hearing about the like baby raccoon like torture. And I was like, that sounds distressing. <laughs> and I don't want to see it that. Was. I mean, they were really being emotionally ma- manipulative because they like were like that. little animals. Um, but yeah, it's basically Rocket Raccoon's like origin story. Um, okay. So they go back in his past and like show what all the stuff he went through and like his little animal friends because they were all being like tested on for like experiments. (laughs) Is that why he can talk? Yeah. Um, it's a, it was like, I mean, you know, when you're like, you know, you're being manipulated emotionally, but you're like, I don't care. I love animals. <laughs> like, that's yeah. kind of how it was. And it was pretty, I mean, there were funny, uh, like, parts. I still don't get the Chris Pratt. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. Um, but <laughs> I used to get it when he was in I Parks used, and Rec. When he was in Parks and Rec, yes. But, like, he's lost his riz. Um. Yeah. I don't know where when it he went. got when he got jacked. It's he lost gone. It. Like when he left Anna Anna Ferris. Even if it. the script is good, it it's just gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then um, I saw Peacock released um a thousand and one, which is a movie by A V Rockwell. <gasps> oh yeah. That came out this year. I think it premiered at Sundance. Um, and it's with Tayana Taylor is the lead. Yeah, I remember hearing about this one. And it it was really good. Um, I gave it four stars. I didn't give it a like um I didn't write anything, but um her performance is really good. I'd never seen her act in anything before, and she was very mm. natural. Um, like you could tell she wasn't trying too hard, and she was really compelling and the story was good you said it's on peacock it's on peacock yeah i need to watch that um and then ooh, me and my friends did a really cool thing where the dallas symphony orchestra will sometimes play uh, alongside a movie with like a really famous score mm-hmm. or something and they did et Ooh! so we went to that and it was really cool. Like the the orchestra played like underneath like the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I hadn't watched E.T. in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of parts where I was even like, I don't even remember this part at all. Um, but it was a really cool experience and a nice little Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, that sounds fun. I gave it five stars. Um and I said, watch this for the first time in a while as a movie in concert with the Dallas Symphony Orchestra. It was simply magical. Also forgot how funny this script is. Just a sublime Sunday afternoon. It was really funny. Like, everybody was cracking up at all the jokes. Like, I didn't remember. And there were probably a lot of jokes that I didn't even understand as, like, a child when I watched it. Yeah. Um, and, like, Drew Barrymore was just really good. Like, shockingly good for a no. little child. <laughs> Queen. Um, and, um... The kid, I can't remember his name, Henry, whoever played Elliot. He was amazing. Um, And then, well, we watched Spirited Away. We already talked about that. And then I, on this past Friday, we went and saw The Little Mermaid. Um, And? And 
It was honestly a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Okay, that's good. We almost went and saw that. Because, you know, the discourse online was that, like, the CGI looks bad, like, all this stuff, which I, on, I'm not a CGI, like, expert. <laughs> so a lot of times when people say it, like, looks bad, I'm like, I can't really tell the difference. But um, I thought it looked good to me. Okay. And um, Halle Bailey was really good. And she's going to be a star, mark my words. Um, yeah queen that's good to know maybe i'll go see it i just hate like it's part of the reason that i can't with like superhero movies and stuff when it's just like like i can't see what's going on because of the cgi or because of like they make it look dark or something like that to hide like the seams it wasn't dark at all um but i know what you're talking about because like a lot of the visuals they like put out like looked dark um or like yeah. the stills or like the f- I don't even understand why they put out like not fully finished stills or like trailers because yeah. I'm like why would you want people to see this unfinished product <laughs> they're like maybe we can get away with this and not have to fix it <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah so um but I thought it looked really good and um and the guy that plays Eric too was good yeah, I just thought I just thought it was a lot better than I like expected it to be. I, I gave it three stars. Um, and then on Sunday we watched The Godfather Part Two, just Part Two. <laughs> well, we watched the first one like a couple months ago, and um, I've never seen the second one, so mm-hmm. we put it on. It's two hours and like 40 minutes long or something and (laughs) Mm -hmm. honestly I got distracted because I was like planning our Europe trip so I need to go back and like watch the second half again because I missed a lot but yeah Meek liked it um um I know I'll like it if I pay attention I just love it so um yeah that's it yeah you will nice We've been watching. We've been watching. We've been watching. watching. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Awesome. So I think we are going to skip watching up this week and come back next week with a full breakdown. People are going to get mad at us for false advertising because this show is called Watching Up. Ah! (laughs) Just kidding. Well, we did watch up. We watched up on Succession and a bunch of other movies that we recommended to them. So next week, we'll be deep diving into Wong Kar Wai's In the Mood for Love. Um, And until then, follow us on Instagram at Watching Up Pod. Follow us on TikTok, where there will not be any new postings, <laughs> but there's some on there. Uh, watching Up Pod. You can email us at watchinguppod at gmail.com, or you can just listen and rate our podcast five stars. Five stars only. Five stars only, club. <laughs> but until next time. Let's try to get some sleep between now and next week, I guess. We'll try. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. Yep, see you later. Bye. Bye. No, no, that's all I have to say.